For the boys tonight, uh, your guy Jake Odorizzi. Jake Odorizzi. I part of me hopes though that they end up getting snowed out. Why? Well, so if they have to reschedule it, because this is one of the places I, I haven't been to the Pittsburgh Park. Is there, is Pittsburgh in threat of snow? Yeah, well, it's they have snow showers. Really? Not showers. That's too strong. But uh, snowfall. Still haven't figured it out. Uh, is there a temperature at which Major League Baseball will not play? Well, or is it just merely always up to the home club? Did you see any highlights or anything from the Yankee game yesterday? Just a few, maybe. It was in the twenties. Well, that's terrible. It was brutal. I can't. It's no I, fun to play it then, and it's no fun to watch. It. And the only reason I can think that because they had they had to postpone the home opener, and the only reason and this was yesterday was their open date. So the only reason I think that they made them play was because then you'd have. People that had tickets for today's game, they'd be saying, well, you can't have the home opener today. We already bought our tickets. It was a mess, uh, though. Look up the weather for me in Augusta, Georgia. I'm on it right now. Speaking of that, did you do your picks? I did. Ruck? Uh, The picks for the... um, I'm in. KSTP bracket. The Masters 1500. What are uh, we calling it? Let's be technically correct. The 1500 ESPN Masters Challenge. It's very simple. Even the mayor figured it out. You go there, you sign in, boom. You pick one golfer from nine different groupings. I find it it really uh, exciting that we are uh, very thrilled to bring you this. And then... When rookie wins, mm-hmm. like I did on the bracket challenge, right. there is basically zero mention of it. Uh, nobody praises him. Yeah, we nobody down. brings any prizes. What's that weather like in Augusta? Uh, 75 <laughs> degrees today. That's uh, what I'm talking about. 75 sunny. today, are they expecting rain? Partly uh, sunny. Yeah, because huh? Patrick talked to Wick yesterday, and they are expecting rain on Saturday. He's down there. Yeah. Saturday they might get some rain, but otherwise it looks like they're going to be be okay greatest quote i ever uh, heard in sports what greatest quote uh, ben crenshaw won two masters but then lost another one coming up either 17 or 18 and what happened ben it was raining i'm sorry you have to preface it by saying it was raining that day pretty significantly right what happened ben ran out of towels <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> that was tough but fair ran out of towels and then i heard today on uh phil and uh, judge show uh some guy doing brilliant impressions of golfers at the masters are you guys aware of that i yeah, asked Harrigan phil was who it was. somebody it. named connor or is it on can you access it i wonder Give me a second, Brad. Plus, I want to hear back from the club pro guy. We never have. Uh, we popular. have not heard back from the club We don't know who he is because his yet. face is always disguised. Right, right. He's got some issues. He's got some credit issues. People are looking for him. Drug cartels and ex-wives. And... But whoever this guy, I thought maybe it was Colleen. At first, when I first heard it, I thought I was hearing the real golfers. Okay, that's 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 pretty uh, that's good. That's the ultimate compliment, yes. Right. Even if you thought you were hearing that, mm-hmm. that's still good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Okay, I think I have some for you here. Uh, this is uh, Moore doing. Let's start with uh, what's his name? Do we know the Connor name? Moore? Connor, Connor Moore. Moore. Is, do, do we do we know anything about him? Is he? Uh, Dave found his uh, Twitter handle and account, and he is a uh, 
impressionist comedian. All right. As you, sir. Here's a Padre. Padre. Uh, I won't be competing at Augusta this year uh, between playing not great golf and my cholesterol going up and down. Uh, it, it hasn't been a great year. Uh, between not playing great golf and my cholesterol going up and down. Didn't that sound like Padre, though? Yes, it did. Uh, Sergio. Yeah, I think uh, last year was incredible, uh, amazing, you know, to win the green jacket, you know, I think. <laughs> it was incredible, you know, but, uh, you know, I come back this year, uh, all I hear about is Tiger. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. If I hear Tiger one more time. Oh, my God, that's good. And uh, who is this? Dustin? Johnson? As you Johnson, can probably yeah. tell uh, from the tone of my voice, expression of my face, I can't wait for Augusta, man. Yeah, that's that. He captures his dullness. Our Poulter. Poulter. Uh, it was difficult, but I qualified for Augusta, uh, which is a nice surprise for everyone, as I'm the most exciting player on the tour. Uh, that's just my opinion, but I know I'm right. <laughs> and then I saved Tiger for last. Well, he does Tiger really well. I'm picturing how Tiger speaks. Mm-hmm. Conditions are really tough out there. Really, really, really tough. But, uh, you know, I thought I played well. I really did. And, you know, I can't wait for the weekend. I feel good. I really do. Pretty good. I have a question. I have a question. I don't doubt that this guy's authenticity. I I know a couple of the golfers, but not all of them. And because golf is a sport in which you take yourself pretty seriously, can he make a career doing golf impressions? Oh, God, yes. Okay. I mean, the players would be flattered to hear those. And he can go on the Tonight Show or well, whatever. I don't know that that's. I don't know what. I don't look you know, this guy the, up. Well, see the, what his story is. The brilliance of Caliendo is whenever he does someone, he's appealing to a wide ranging audience. Right. Right. Well, look this guy up. Tell I'm me who it. he is. Okay. In the meantime, <clears throat> I saw Hauser. I think it was Hauser doing this story last night, mm-hmm. and and something uh, occurred to me uh, during the course of it. The Minnesota Department of Natural Resources. Uh, says it is modernizing its system for issuing hunting and fishing licenses. Okay. Uh, it's a move the DNR says will save a million and a half bucks a year when the new system is in place in 2020. But local bait shops and other retail outlets who sell the licenses claim the changes may mean increased costs for them. Why? Well, they want us to buy the equipment and pay for computer equipment said Pat uh, Reichertz, the owner of Big Marine Lake Store in Scandia. In the last few days, those businesses have received a letter from the DNR saying they will now be responsible for providing their own computers to implement the new system. Previously, the DNR has sent retailers electric licensing system computers and printers designed specifically for issuing licenses. Now the DNR is doing away with those computers. What the hell? That- so you're going to the small business guy and say, you collect our money for us, and no. you pay for the equipment no. required to do it. No. B as in B. But my side That's thought really that I bad. had, but my side thought that I had, I need, a, I need to register with the state to catch a fish. I got to have a license okay. to catch a fish. But we can't ask anybody on the next census if they're a citizen. You mean to tell me mm. I can't catch a fish without giving you money and getting a license? But we want to be a sanctuary city if you're illegal. I, I, I'm having a hard time putting the two together. Uh-uh. Say try again.
Uh, Reichert said, bef- uh, said the store already uses its own computer for bookkeeping and other functions, but he'd have to buy a new one with a special printer to handle licenses. I don't think it was going to be our dime on the whole thing, he said. Our dime, our liability for data theft, you know, there's a lot that goes along with it. Bait shops like Big Marine get a dollar per fishing or hunting license, so selling licenses has always been a loss leader. It's not a money maker. Mm-hmm. A DNR spokesman said the department values the role of agents in selling hunting and fishing licenses. Well, I bet you do. Right. Yeah, doing their dirty work for you. Uh, if they have concerns about the new system, we'd love to hear from them. DNR spokesman Chris Niskanen said, well, of course you're going to hear from them. Uh, Niskanen said the state issued a million and a half fishing licenses and 580,000 hunting and trapping licenses last year. And 88% of those transactions were from retailers and county registrars. Only 12% were sold online by the DNR. You know, uh, I worked at a place. B as in B, S as in S. When I was younger, when I was in high school, and we sold fishing licenses, hunting licenses, things like that. And uh, it took me about six months before I realized I had to check, you know, I... What do you IDs mean? and things like that. Yeah. I just said, "Ah, here you go. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> yep, take her away. We got her there." <laughs> Somebody went. You know, uh, you gotta, you gotta double check. Yeah, this let's here. let's dot these eyes across <laughs> these T's. Did you ever find <laughs> out about this impressionist, uh, Connor Moore? I, he doesn't have it. Doesn't I can't find a social media page for him. But uh, he's all over the place. Apparently, this was featured on uh, Golf Network's channel. Golf Digest had a did a piece on him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's it's all over the place if you search it. So my a guess lot is of that, guys I've seen do physical impressions of golfers, but this is the first like time. Setting up, or, yeah, okay. this is the first time I've seen or heard a guy do impressions of the of the golfers' voices. I thought uh, I knew Tiger uh, Padraig. I thought I mean the guys that I recognized they were spot on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, just a moment, please. Here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Tell me just what you want me to be. One guess. Well, we're starting them early. What are we starting? Two members of an elementary school choir took a knee during their performance of the national anthem. Before a Major League Baseball game Sunday in Seattle. Taking a knee during the banner started more than a year ago as a protest against police brutality and racial inequality. Colin Kaepernick, the former 49ers quarterback, spearheaded the movement. Some students from Seattle's Mount View Elementary School. Aha, Mount View Elementary. So you have mountains there. Oh, they probably could I see got it. it. Uh, performed the national anthem before the Seattle Mariners and Cleveland Indians played where Ryan S. Clark, a Tacoma News Tribune sports writer, tweeted a photo of the two young girls kneeling next to their standing classmates. Classmates. The photo caught the attention of numerous media outlets. Uh-huh. Louis Pina tweeted a video of the performance that showed the students kneeling. How old? Uh, well, it says elementary school. Okay. 
Catherine Carboni Rogers, a spokeswoman for Seattle's Highline Public Schools, told the Huffington Post that it was an individual act by the students. Obviously, the school district respects the First Amendment rights of our students. Jeez. No, you brat. Do what you're told. You don't have any rights until you're 18. First Amendment rights. Some news outlets have praised the girls for taking a knee. As we've seen in the wake of the Parkland shooting, kids these days are not going to accept being spectators for important discussions regarding the communities in which they live. The future is in good hands. Uh, USA Today. Uh, we don't know that. Wrote. A handful of recording artists have kneeled during their national anthem performances at NFL and NBA games over the past year, Yahoo said. Likewise, youth athletes have kneeled before games, but the two young girls who kneeled during their performance at Sunday's Mariners game are trailblazers, demonstrating that the quest for racial equality and social justice has support from a new generation. Uh, Center is not holding, Joe. I think one of the kids might be a a little girl of color, and the other one seems to be a girl of whiteness. I don't know. I can't. It's hard. I shouldn't say that because I can't tell from the picture. But uh, it says two young girls from Seattle's Mount View Elementary School choir. Oh yeah, yeah. We just want to hear you sing, kids. We just want to hear you sing. The choir's all gathered there, and then. uh, the two kids are there on the knee. So, starting them younger. They should have to do a report on on, on the national anthem and, and and learn more about it and learn more about uh, what a great country we have and how lucky they are mm-hmm. to be having a free education. <clears throat> As I said earlier in the show, it would be certainly be interesting to see what Dr. King had to say about all this. I would agree. He, uh, I wasn't thinking back then about moral and ethical clarity, uh, but I, I would I would assign to him moral and ethical clarity. In 1968, fifty years ago, where does the time go? In 1968, where where were we with uh, race relations? Rough. I mean, I'm, I mean, after, how rough it was. Still, three years after Watts. Uh, only a couple of years after the Voting Rights Act, uh, there were still Jim Crow laws in the South. There were still the lunch counter uh, problems. I, I watched some of it last night. Uh, CNN's doing a documentary on JFK. And I, I don't mean to paint myself as an example of virtue, but I, I literally do not understand why George Wallace, the governor of Alabama, stood in the doorway of the University of Alabama uh, to to reinforce his insistence that no black kids could go to school there. I, I seriously, I don't get it. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. I guess it's upbringing, but uh, I don't know anyone uh, in my circle who gets it. I don't know anyone. Right. I, I just don't get it. Or or what. Because we obviously have come up. I mean, obviously, that's an understatement. It's but a even public from 19, school. Early it's 60s, a public school. Their parents paid taxes. They have every right in the world to go there. I don't understand it. I just, you know, I know that's a a, a very uh, simplistic way of looking. Okay, I guess at my this. I, I guess my question would be, um, 
in from from 1960 or 63 to 60 in, in those 10 or 8 years uh, uh we came a long way correct we were not perfect or done by any means the only time i went to school with black kids and there was quite a few black kids is when i was at st luke's elementary school okay uh and numerous black kids. It, it, it was a none of us neighborhood thought, was a, right. It was a it was melting just, pot. It was the neighborhood. It, I, hmm. That's neither here nor there. What was your question? How far in the from from sixty to sixty eight was there a? Uh, because I wasn't alive, I'm at a, a great disadvantage. Wasn't there great strides taken? Yes, yes, yes. And that's what Doctor no, 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 King was working no, towards. No strides, uh, nearly the equal of the strides taken between '68 and now, which right. is why it's so frustrating to see things apparently going backwards. And there's not been another guy like him to come along. There's, uh, why? To my why estimate, is that? And I'm not. I, and, and Obama wasn't the answer for me. There's no. not. A, there's not another black leader to come along who had his integrity, his moral, his moral clarity. Why I wonder. He, he was saying, "Hey, we're not. Let's stop be judging people by the color of their skin. How about the content of the character? That's all been upended. That thought has been lost. Yeah. But is it surprising that it's been lost when moral and ethical clarity has is gone from a large segment of the American population of, of all races? Mm-hmm. Of all races. Uh, we're going to be back shortly. Got it. Uh, but now, thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal, and I have no idea the condition of your money. Yeah, well, it's uh, up and down, let's put it that way. Today, we had some big losses early this morning on more fears of a global trade war, uh, but investors have pretty much overcome those fears well, the see, market then you don't want to cancel the last hour today no well no not oh. today right. that would be one of those rare exceptions i guess right now the dow jones industrial average is up 160 points the nasdaq composite ahead 76 the s p 500 is up 23 the market has been holding steady over the last hour or so but we did have big declines this morning just hours after the trump administration unveiled plans to impose tariffs of 25 percent on Chinese goods worth $50 billion, China came right back with levies targeting high-value U.S. exports, from airplanes to soybeans. Beijing officials said the move is meant to secure a truce, but it did lead to a sharp sell-off in the stock market early today. Here's some good news. If you find yourself stuck with a Toys R Us gift card that you can't use during the retailer's liquidation sales, Bed Bath & Beyond said it will accept those cards, provided they have at least a $20 balance, and you won't get the full value. The exchange rate is determined by market pricing, so it changes day to day. Bed Bath & Beyond also exchanges gift cards from about 200 other retailers. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, I do expect a fresh, full, and positive report next hour, if that's well, okay. You can expect it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Hey, Fantasy Golf Challenge is on right now. It's 1500 ESPN's Majors Fantasy Golf Challenge. It's on the website, 1500ESPN.com. Picks for the Masters are now live, and you need news. Commencing Garage Logic Segment Number 8. 
Here's John Hyde in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. It's sunny and 29 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, and downtown Duluth. Don't forget Woodbury. Twins and Pirates tonight in Pittsburgh. Uh, game underway at 5.05 our time. Jake Odorizzi goes for the Twins. Yvonne Nova will pitch for the Pirates. The Wild in action tonight. They're on the West Coast where they will play Anaheim. Former Timberwolves guard Ricky Rubio had some comments about his former team after Utah beat the Lakers last night. Rubio said, of course, in Minnesota, we had a lot of guys who can score, and I was more passing the ball. Here, we play more as a team, and that fits my game better. Rubio also went on to say he feels like this season with the Jazz is the best he's played in the NBA. A different system fits me better, and I'm playing better, he told the Desert Sun. Boston Celtics forward Marcus Morris issued a, uh, well, tongue-in-cheek apology for slapping the behind of a referee, James William, after he was ejected from Saturday's 110-99 win over Toronto. Uh, Morris tweeting, sorry at NBA for smacking the ref's ass after getting ejected. I see other refs took offense to it. My apologies. Morris had been ejected for jawing with Raptors players after he was fouled in the waning seconds of the Celtics' win. He received a double technical after a verbal confrontation with C.J. Miles, who initially fouled him, and then again with DeMar DeRozan while he was at the foul line. News notes from today. A Hudson woman has been convicted of careless driving in connection to a distracted driving crash that resulted in another woman's death in May of 2016. Her sentencing record shows 36-year-old Destiny Zhang will spend 90 days in jail, be required to share her story with the public. What's her first name? Destiny. Mm-hmm. Mm. Criminal complaint related to the crash stated Zhang was driving along 35W in New Brighton on May 1st, 2016, when she read a text message from her daughter who was responding to a message that Zhang had sent. Zhang reportedly dropped her phone, was reaching for it when she crashed into a vehicle, carrying 31-year-old Bria Miller of St. Paul. Miller died days later. Zhang. 90 days. 90 days. Zhang was acquitted in February of criminal vehicular. She killed somebody. Mm-hmm. Why not 90 years? Because we have um, people in places of power that can make these laws a little bit more stiffer that refuse to because they are also people who use their cell phone behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. But that's just like my opinion, man. Zhang. Mm-hmm. Well, it, nothing's going to change unless you change the laws. Nothing will change. The, the driving habits of people will not change unless you make these penalties. I continue stiffer. to be shocked that uh, that the technology is not put in place to disarm the phone when you're in a car. And when we've had this discussion, I have repeatedly said they can. They just won't do of it. Of course they can. Mm-hmm. Zhang was acquitted in February of criminal vehicular homicide and criminal vehicular operation. The careless driving that she was convicted of is a misdemeanor. Did you hear what the judge said, by the way? That She'll the, serve less time... Than that fraudster who stole the money from the town and country club. Yes. And, and this woman killed somebody. Yes. She'll serve less time than that fraudster. The judge also said in this particular case that she didn't want to take Zhang away from her kids. Mm-hmm. How is well, Zhang spelled? X-I-O-N-G. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, she killed a mother, uh, Judge. Mm-hmm. Dozens of East Metro residents gathered last night in Cottage Grove for the first of three public hearings regarding how to use that money from a lawsuit settlement made by 3M. Uh, 3M, you might remember, back in February, settled a lawsuit with the state regarding the disposal of perfluorochemicals in the East Metro. The state had cited multiple studies as it prepared to argue that the industrial waste containing PFCs could cause a higher rate of cancer and birth defects among residents. With the settlement, 3M is paying the state of Minnesota $850 million. At last night's meeting, which was hosted by the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources, Minnesota Pollution Control Agency, and the Department of Health, Residents from 11 cities gathered to talk about the settlement money and concerns about the possible uh, exposure to PFCs. 
The MPCA, along with the DNR, trustees of the settlement, will oversee how the money is eventually used. President Trump's new top economic advisor told reporters outside the White House today it is possible those new tariffs announced on China won't actually go into effect. White House Economic Council Director Larry Kudlow claimed the president is ultimately in favor of free trade, despite the president's arguably protectionist positions, he said. Last month, the Trump administration announced it might impose new tariffs on some $50 billion worth of Chinese goods. China said it will retaliate with its own tariffs of $50 billion on U.S. goods. Kudlow said today he wants to solve this with the least amount of pain. I can't emphasize enough this is a growth action. In an interview on Fox Business Network's Varney and Company today, he pointed out that nothing concrete has actually happened so far in terms of the tariffs on Chinese products. He also reminded Fox Business Network he himself is not a fan of tariffs, but he thinks the president is right on China. Anthony Borges, the last patient from the February 14th mass shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, has been released from the hospital, according to his attorney. Uh, We talked about Anthony before. You might remember the 15-year-old was shot five times while protecting his classmates from the gunman on the day of the shooting. He had barricaded a door with his body and was shot through the door. A third of his lung had to be removed. One bullet came close to his liver, and three bullets hit his legs in the shooting that killed 17 people. He said, I feel good. But I thought I was going to die. His attorney, Alex Ariza, said last month the family is planning to sue Broward County, Broward County Public Schools, and the Broward County Sheriff's Office. Ariza wrote a notice of intent to sue the failure of Broward County Public Schools and of the principal and school resource officer to adequately protect students, and in particular our client, from life-threatening harm or unreasonable, callous, and negligent. In separate posts yesterday, three top Facebook executives described what they said were the company's latest efforts to protect the integrity of elections around the world by removing accounts, ads, and other content generated by the Russian-based Internet Research Agency, the IRA. In particular, the company said its actions were meant to help Russians, according to Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. He said most of our actions against the IRA to date have been to prevent them from interfering in foreign elections. This update, Zuckerberg said, is about taking down their pages targeting people who live in Russia. Can we also remove all of my friends that have political discussions on Facebook? That'd be great. (laughs) I I remove mine by myself. Thank you. A trove of bronze coins, the last remnants of an ancient Jewish revolt against the Roman Empire, been discovered near the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. The coins were discovered by Hebrew... Oh, God. No, now no, I really no, wish I hadn't no, brought this no. one. He's the hell out of no. a wheat pen. He doesn't yeah, know. Right. Does. No. The coins were discovered by Hebrew this University... Coin. Hebrew University archaeologist... Worse than anything? Dr. Elat Mazur. Bitcoin. Uh, you can uh, invest in yeah. wheat pennies as Joe does. I would uh, defer I'd all hold out for the old wheat Jewish pennies coins. for uh, Joe... Uh, the wheat, invest in wheat as a commodity, <laughs> not in wheat pennies. I see. These Why co- do you put so much emphasis on the H in wheat? Because this wheat? is, this is, uh, uh, this is wheat. It's it, like as if I did an impersonation of George uh, W. Bush, yep. I would say uh, it was like wheat. <laughs> but I do not because I am a financial planner. Yes, you are. These uh, particular coins were left behind by people hiding in a large cave. 
between 66 AD and 70 AD. What were they hiding from? Well, it was a four-year <laughs> span that was very uh, tumultuous, Joe. I see. Spanned the Roman, volatility, a lot of volatility. Mm-hmm. It spanned the Roman siege of Jerusalem and uh, stretched all the way to the destruction of the Second Temple and the city. And Well, several of the coins date to the early years of the revolt. The great majority are from its final year, otherwise known as year four, said Hebrew University. Significantly, during the final year, the Hebrew inscription on the coins was changed from for the freedom of Zion to for the redemption of Zion, a shift which reflects the changing mood of the rebels during that period of horror and famine. In Pennsylvania, a couple who met at a supermarket tied the knot there. (laughs) Okay. Clean up and produce aisle one. Whoa. Valley News Dispatch reported... 69-year-old Larry Spearing and 61-year-old Becky Smith married Sunday at the community supermarket in Lower Burrell, Pennsylvania. The meat area, the butcher area, or what? Where they met 10 years ago. Chips? Smith said she was working at the supermarket when Spearing walked up and gave her a piece of paper with his name and phone number on it. Just don't get a bad apple. She said it was only fitting that they married in the aisle where they met. If you're wondering, Joe, you know, that was the aisle with canned carrots and peas. Oh, so the canned, that's adorable. Canned, canned, canned vegetables, peas. yeah. Mm-hmm. Next to the canned apricots. Ooh. Couple said they picked April 1st, which was Easter Sunday, because it was close to two other important dates. Spearing celebrates his birthday April 2nd, Smith on April 3rd. What, what town was this? Uh, this was in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Let's see, the town was Lower Burrell, Pennsylvania. Do we know what kind of supermarket? I, uh, I saw a picture. It just looked like your normal supermarket. Mm-hmm. The judge who performed the ceremony said it was his first wedding ever at a grocery store. Store owner George, uh, George Thimmons said he was glad to accommodate the couple. Smith said after the ceremony, the wedding was just what they wanted, something nice and easy. Mm. Oh, that's good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> University of Garage Logic 98, College of Self Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're up to 29 degrees, heading for that high of 30. Part of the cloudy sky is going to be cold tonight, record cold, as a matter of fact. The old record is 12 above, sit back in 1979. Uh, that's for today. Let me we're think gonna, about we're this. We're going for the record tonight? We want the record, bro. We want the record. Come on, Dave Wallace. Dog. Okay, nine above is the uh, forecast temp. The old record is twelve. So back in nineteen seventy nine. Now that's for tomorrow morning. Yeah, we can so, beat that because the records that I'm going to read for today is for today's date, which I is the fourth. You. Okay, so we can beat that record. Nine above. All we right, tied. Let's beat it. Yeah. Okay. Partly cloudy skies. Going to be a few flurries tomorrow. Thirty eight for the high. And those snow showers favoring the afternoon and evening hours. Then partly cloudy skies going to be cold on Friday. 25 for the high then. 28 on Saturday with partly cloudy skies. 32 on Sunday. Sunday snow develops, especially in the afternoon through the evening into the early part of Monday. Could be a couple of inches, could be several inches. uh, But at this point, it does look like accumulating snow is quite likely late Sunday into Monday. It's going to slow down that Monday morning commute. Then Tuesday and Wednesday, it begins to warm up again. 38 on Tuesday, up to 50 on Wednesday. Rain showers, possibly even a thunder shower or two by Wednesday evening as another cool front comes through. But until that time tonight, Joe, going down to a low, a record low of 9 above. Right now we're at 29, and I have the records for the day. April 4. Now this is for today's date. 81. 81. In 1921. In 1921. 
Hmm. And then five above. Five above. In 1995. In 1995. That was a chilly April 4th, wasn't it? Must have been. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You guys know this? Uh, The universe is very large. It keeps... uh, I don't understand how it keeps expanding because what is it expanding to but i know that it's large i've been reading about this story all week only because i'm amazed at how i can't grasp it researchers at the university of minnesota have set an astronomical distance record did you hear about this okay they've found the farthest individual star ever seen the one farthest away. Yeah, this is starting to blow my mind already. Do you have to name somebody after it? Isn't that that scam? No, that's different. Oh. Detected with NASA's Hubble Space Telescope and nicknamed Icarus, it is 9.3 billion light years from Earth. So light takes 9.3 billion years just to travel there. So the light you're seeing is 9.3 billion years old. I don't even know why I'm bothering to read this. I didn't know you were an astronomer. Well, I'm not. Ivan Polikoff at the U, my freshman astronomer. That's how. <laughs> so it, that's what that means. Light years away takes light nine point three billion years to reach us. So that light you're seeing started nine point three billion years ago. Wait that's why it's so hard for your dumb little minds. Patrick to... Kelly. Hold on. Let's get this guy on the air. Yep. Patrick Kelly, a U of M assistant professor of physics and astronomy, led the international research team that made the discovery in 2016. Mm -hmm. I wonder why they're only uh, telling us about it now. In a spiral galaxy, the star is 100 times farther than the star that previously held the record. It's about 36 trillion miles and also three quarters of the way back to the birth of the universe and Big Bang. So it's kind of unimaginable, Kelly said. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Check this out. It's nine point. Stop. Oh, Stop. I get it. Nine Stop. point I get three it. I get it. Line billion. One. So line one. what else do you want to know about <laughs> astronomy? Nancy? Hi. <laughs> See, um, just for rookie's information, light travels at the speed of 186,000 miles per mm-hmm. second. Second. So going for a night, what, what, how many billions of years was it? Nine, 9.3 billion light years. Moving at 186,000 miles per second. Yeah. It would still take that long to get there. I knew that, yeah. Okay. I got yeah. you, sister. 9.3 yeah. bill. No, I get, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Away. Don't screw me up here. No, I get it. I got it. Uh, like, hit the hyperspace. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Chewy. It's 36 trillion miles away you got that yeah it's 36 36 trillion miles away which means that it takes its light 9.3 billion light years to get here that's that's a wait a minute wait a minute wait read that to me again Detected with NASA's Hubble Space Telescope and nicknamed Icarus, it's 9.3 billion light years from Earth. Should we let them finish? But 9.3 billion light years, if I'm reading this right, is about 36 
trillion miles. Chewy, is that right according to your calculations? Okay, you were pretty close, he said. Mm -hmm. Kelly said the star is twice as hot as the sun and a million times as luminous. How hot is that, Chewy? Yeah, you're not Sounds like Pat in Scotland. (laughs) Hey, Chewy, how hot is that? (laughs) That'd be quite a big flight. Would it be a long flight, Pat? I bet the bathroom would be plump full. (laughs) Or the line. Icarus may tell researchers something about the early universe, too. Kind of a direct connection to what our universe was like when it was much younger and is very tangible, Kelly said, before we were only able to see the mixture of light of millions of stars at once. So this is a much more direct connection to the early stages of the universe. I think, uh, well, we don't have time now. I'm being given this fellow's phone number by the chief offsite correspondent. Excellent. Uh, we got to get this guy on the air to uh, help so can three morons right, to figure this out. To, to draw it in to yeah. the center so it holds. Wait a minute. You're not here tomorrow. We'll do it without you. Most likely. Me and Reeves will do yeah, it. Yeah, let's get that done. I got a, I got a thing. Boy, you know what? This is what I say to you. What? Yeah, I'm, this, this is... It's, I'm going to go do my studies. 9.3 billion miles that, away. Does that mean... Do you mean to tell me... Break it down. Are we... We're not seeing the light from this star. No, the light you're seeing has traveled 9.3 billion light Well, see, years. this is why we need to get uh, Kelly on. Yeah. Now, I, he, saw, he saw the light. He saw it through a telescope. Does that mean it's not... Does that mean it's like uh, five billion years oh, into its light year journey? That's a good question. No, that's not even a dumb question. That isn't a dumb question. Because the Hubble telescope brings things closer, so we probably haven't even seen that light. I don't know that we could with the naked eye, obviously. But the the Hubble telescope is seeing it. Wait a minute, check this out. Yeah, so it's over here. <laughs> you mean we to can tell see me, to here? You mean to tell me? Pause. You asked me about Yellowstone. So all those stars I saw in Yellowstone, was I seeing light that it had taken billions of years to get here? Oh my God! Huh? Yeah. No. Huh? No. No. Yes. Hey, how about that Big Dipper? Big Dipper, uh, that's the big one. Don't even You're going to see that one because there's more light up here, and then you get that that cup factor. All right, we're going to call the pan. We're going to call it's researcher Kelly. Effect. We're going to call researcher Patrick Kelly. I want to know how many people are punching the speaker. No, they on the know radio. what else oh, you oh, want to know. It's a long way away. Uh, Sagittarius, Billy yeah. Ray Valentine, Capricorn. Oh, you got them. You, know? you, you can get them. Yes. Yeah. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. So how far away is Pluto? Is that a planet now? or No. It comes and goes. Sometimes it's a planet and sometimes it isn't. Or is that Uranus? Whoa. One of them's, not mine. One of them's changing occasionally. You, you guys do realize that um, light years is a... 
is a measure of distance, right? And oh, who course. sent that in for you? Because I know you didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Lightyear. It's a it's a, it's a way it's a, to it's measure a, uh, time and travel. It's distance. like going to South Dakota. Right. You know? Going to Wisconsin. When you're waving at the fam Wall from the airplane. Drug. Yeah. You know, how many light years away is Wall Drug? <laughs> Not very Point far. Oh, 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 oh. Don't think. Negative. Wall Drug. 1500 ESPN is yeah. KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. We're going for the record low tonight. 29 now. No 